This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Certainly by now, uh, we have talked a lot about education in this show. And, you know, certainly uh, in the first hour, we talked about how old school learning, you know, with things like, I don't know, discipline and rules may be actually the best lesson for success in earlier education. But it does not get better when you're at the education level of universities. Because at universities, remember, like, you know, critical thinking is no longer even welcome. Today, if you're going to university, and I'm not sure why everyone kind of jumps to universities today, but it's become like this steady stream of narrow views by uh, professors who see only one view of their world, and anyone who dares push back or even tries to talk about another view is either silenced or, or pushed out, which is why my next guest, who is or was a Canadian professor and then went off to be the head of politics at Burbeck University of London, uh, decided he's quitting his 20-year career. Why? Well, to help build Buckingham, the only free speech university in Britain. Something he says no longer exists, and surely uh, it does not exist in this country. But the reason for doing it is because he feels, and I think a lot of others who don't speak up, that progressive cancel culture is destroying and has destroyed the robust, balanced, and well, you know, well-rounded education we need. His name is Eric Coffin, professor, launching this new course at the University of Buckingham in January. The uh, course is the lead. Let me get this right. He will lead the Center for Heterodox Social Science. And I think I got that right, right? Uh, good to have you, Eric. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Did I get the title of the course right? Um, well, the course is well, the course is the woke, the origins, dynamics, and implications of an elite ideology. So that's the course, correct? Right. Okay. All right, we got that yeah. right. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. I appreciate it because I was very, very excited when I read the article of, uh, of 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 this course. But but let's talk about why. What happened to lead you to lead a, you know leave a twenty year career? Well, yeah, I had a sort of very secure kind of tenured professorship at a University of London University, uh, but. You know, like so many professors across North America, across Europe, um, we're experiencing this narrowing of uh, the field of inquiry, this progressive illiberalism, especially around anything that can be tied to uh, the hot button identities of race, gender and sexuality. So um, and in that climate, you know, I was sort of starting about 2018 fairly relatively outspoken and also on social media about the, you know, my negative views on this tendency. And that kind of riled up the radicals, uh, mainly students, some staff who uh, who are very well organized and networked. And so they can make your life quite difficult in a university. And, and that just sort of led me, you know, after a number of Twitter mobbings and, and uh, open letters and various kinds of internal complaints, it sort of decision to 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 seek out a freer environment and luckily in in Britain there is one university University of Buckingham which you know it hasn't necessarily gone in this direction completely but very much the leadership wants to take it in a free free speech university direction and so that was an opportunity I thought it's about time in my career I take a leap yeah I mean how radical to think of something called free speech which uh, 
you know, that's where we're at in 2023. I, I, I didn't think we'd get here in my lifetime, but, you know, things like free speech and critical thinking are now considered radical. But what has the reaction been, uh, you know, since you, you launched this? Yeah, I mean, I, in a way, I've been very heartened by the response, which has been overwhelmingly positive and also there'd been a lot more pickup and, and interest than even I had mm -hmm. hoped for. Um, and I think that just speaks to a kind of hunger for something different out there that, that when you have, at least in Britain, you know, 181 institutions and 180 of them are, are more or less operating within these relatively narrow boundaries. And, you know, you have academics, social science academics are about nine to one left to right here. Um, it's even higher in Canada, US, right. but it's about nine to one here and the student body's about six to one left to right. It's very hard to challenge consensus progressive beliefs. And then when you have a progressive extremist, it's very difficult to actually uh, refute them or else you sound like, you know, God forbid, a conservative. And that <laughs> sort of almost puts you, at, marks you out as a bit of a pariah. So yeah, yeah that's sort of the situation we're in, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, we wonder how did we get here? Like how, cause universities are supposed to be the place where you come up with grandiose ideas. And if universities, uh, you know, today were around back in the day, we wouldn't have anything. Like, I, I don't know how we came to this <laughs> point, but we are. And I would suggest that it's probably worse here in Canada than maybe in the UK, but how did we get here and can, and are you seeing the pushback? Cause I get the sense that once Let's say you speak up or someone else speaks up. Others say, finally, someone spoke up. Now I can join the fight. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I you know, went to UBC and Western actually growing up. And I even back in the sort of late 80s, early 90s, you could see the beginnings of this political correctness and speech codes. And that really has metastasized. And um, then when you add in social media and clickbait uh, mm -hmm. websites, that sort of really oxygenates it. Uh, and, and so actually you can trace, you know, through the 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, increasing use of these radical terms in academic papers. But it was confined within a, uh, within scholarly publications and, and didn't even necessarily filter into student life. Uh, then we get into the 2010s and social media allows this to more or less go off campus into corporations, popular yeah. culture, sports, and, and then through that into youth culture, through that into students and producing more radicals and who are able then to mobilize through Twitter mobs to, to, to try and get professors fired. Speakers, gender critical feminists, no platform, all of this really takes off. Um, and so in that is the current uh, campus environment. And of course, along the way, they get the the ad administrative bureaucracy to really implement a lot of these DEI policies, mm -hmm. which are very sort of speech restricting. Very. Um, that That's an understatement. Um, if you were telling parents today, because I always say, why why send your kid to, to any university? It used to be once upon a time, like you, a few people got accepted and it was a, you know, advancing education. But in today's climate, would you be telling parents to send kids to, to university? And I don't say that to put people out of jobs. I'm just saying like... It, it, yeah you know, given the climate, is it is that their best education? Yeah, I mean, we face a sort of a, a credential monopoly here where you almost have to go through the university system to get the credential to then get a, get a chance at, at high paying jobs. So it's very difficult to unwind that. But what I would say, I mean, a lot of the research would suggest that uh, the indoctrination is happening in the school system up until grade 12 mm -hmm. or 13. 
Um, and once they get to university, they're already pretty formed and university isn't likely to do, it's certainly not going to challenge any of these uh, illiberal progressive beliefs. It'll reinforce, but it's probably not going to going to indoctrinate. Uh, so, but I would say, just say, as long as they're, they can read some other uh, perspectives, be, you know, read it, read something that isn't from the mainstream media uh, or try and listen other to than Cosmo. Yes. Let's read something other than Cosmo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just before I run out of time, um, I want to know about the course itself because it's called Woke, The Origins, Dynamics and Implications of an Elite Ideology. And it yeah. will assess woke. Now, woke, the word woke will send progressives into a fit. They hate the word. They don't like it. And so what, what do kids and students really learn in this? Well, yeah, I mean, the first thing to say is this is open transatlantically. It's an online non-credit course. Uh, so any, anyone can sign up and you can express your interest. Um, but it, they're going to learn about the intellectual history uh, going back a couple of hundred years, but especially since the 60s, they're going to learn about the public opinion, which groups in the population tend to be more supportive, such as younger people, uh, you know, and also the politics. How is it reconfiguring uh, voting uh, polarization? And then finally, philosophically, I mean, what what is what do these ideas have to say in terms of the good life and where we should go as a society? So that's it in a very quick nutshell, but people can find more detail, more readings and things uh, by visiting online through my Twitter. You can just go to the pinned tweet. Okay. Yeah. And I'll put that up on, on my Twitter. Um, I guess, you know, are you starting to see a pushback? I feel like there's a pushback. I think Britain's a little bit further ahead, but are you sensing a pushback where people are just fed up? There is. I mean, I think Britain has the advantage of having a more balanced newspaper ecosystem politically, and, and the U.S. has a more balanced television ecosystem. So Canada has the worst in oh, some well, the, ways we're of both. terrible. Yeah. So, <laughs> we yeah, won't even so be online not, soon. <laughs> right. So there's just no resistance, or there's a very weak resistance in Canada, even though in public opinion, actually, most Canadians are not in favor of, of these things. Um, so it'll just take longer to happen. I, I just don't know how it's going to end because the control of the institutions is so total in a way that it's, and young people are more soaked in this. So it's going to be, it might be decades, I'm afraid, before we see sense again. Uh, so I'll be dead. Oy. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. the first, the first 30, 40 years were okay. Uh, I very much appreciate chatting with you. I wanted to get the word out there. I thought it was a, a certainly interesting, but uh, I'll have you on again if you'll come. Absolutely. And thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks very much. That is uh, Professor Eric Kaufman, and he is uh, launching this new course at the University of Buckingham, if you uh, want to check that out. And it's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. So Kaufman with two N's if you want to go and get more information. But I certainly thought it was interesting. Decades, decades. I thought maybe a few more years, decades.